You are dialed in to the Success Line Podcast, the place where you get a chance to phone a friend, call in a lifeline, and ask a favor of someone who's been there and done that. This is Real People getting one-on-one coaching with Success Entrepreneurship Editor and New York Times bestselling author, Rory Vaden. Here's Rory. Hey there, it's Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group and your host of The Success Line. What you're about to hear is a real-life conversation with somebody that I am just meeting about the actual struggles they are facing each and every day in their life and their business. You and I are going to meet them at the same time. We're going to have an honest talk and then stick around at the very end and I'll do a debrief and a recap highlighting some of the biggest takeaways that you can apply to your own life. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the success line. Today's an exciting day because, uh, well, unfortunately, we had someone scheduled for the show and they were sick. They weren't feeling good. So we have to reschedule with them. But what it allowed us to do was to go to social media on my Instagram page and offer a spontaneous free coaching call. And Sammy, the man you're about to meet, took advantage of it, signed up, was available. And we're just meeting for the first time. But I know that he's an action taker. And that makes me excited. So, Sammy, welcome to the show. Appreciate it, Rory. Thanks for the opportunity, man. This is awesome. Yeah, this is so great. Um, so, tell us about you. Tell us about yourself. Like, what are you up to? Where you? Where do you live? What do you do? And um, you know, just give us your background before we know, hear a little more about what you're working on. Sure. So, I'm a 26 year old millennial. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, right now. Uh, sports fan, of course, Colts and Spurs for the NFL and NBA. Uh, I was an analytics leader and director for multiple different jobs in my career and then kind of found personal fi- uh, personal finance and self-development and stuff like that and started really getting engaged in the past few years. Um, your TED Talk was big on that for sure. That's where I kind of got introduced to your work. And then it led me on a journey and eventually started my podcast and then left corporate America a couple months ago now in June. So kind of now transitioning into podcasting, kind of personal finance coaching, life coaching, investing, and entrepreneurship ventures. I uh, see. All right. Just made the the leap from, from corporate America here recently. I got it. Yeah. All right, man. So you... So you just started, when did you start, when did you start podcasting and everything? You just left corporate America. Did you immediately start podcasting or were you doing it before that? I started in March of this year. So I had a couple months doing the podcasting and I really started enjoying it more than I thought I would. And I was like, okay, this is something that I really want to do and kind of scale it more full time. So I made the decision in like mid April, but I had to give a little bit longer notice, you know, and help make sure the transition was seamless in corporate. Uh-huh. Um all right. And so what like what's your big vision right now? Like give me the give me the dream. Like what are you what's on like what is on your mind with your your personal brand here? Yeah, I mean, I think I was able to start my career a little bit earlier and work through like debt and student loans and car and everything like that and 
kind of build a financial stability, if you will, to take some sort of risk and take the leap. And I want to continue to kind of tell people how important that is and teach people how to get there. And my, millennials our age, and we think we think of it, but we don't really take enough action on it as early as we can. And so if I can help us achieve financial independence as early as possible, you can take the risks and take some leaps of faith in order to do stuff that you really want to do in your passion. Because like in the podcast, I talk about the five categories of success and it's money to me is probably the most important just because of the, the stressor it can cause your happiness. And that would be the most important one is the happiness. And then there's physical, mental health, relationships, and then career slash purpose. So I think like all of those are important, but if we're not financially stable and we're not in our right mindset, then it's hard to achieve the overall goal of happiness, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting, you know, to be have been around personal development. You know, I started when I was 17 years old, really, in this industry, and I got to be mentored by uh, the late Zig Ziglar, who nice. was one of the the OGs of, mm-hmm. of this space, and... Seeing how um, each different generation has like a few voices that will occupy an area. So like relationships, money, spirituality, um, health, uh, you know, entrepreneurship, leadership. It's like every generation, like, of course, there's John Maxwell, right, who does leadership mm-hmm. stuff, but there will be a millennial version of John Maxwell. And, and like one day when John Maxwell, you know, isn't around anymore or retires or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the space that you're in is a really lucrative space. It's a very needed space. It's a proven space. It'll always be there. People will always struggle with money. So, you know, to have that passion, I mean, we have, we have an, one of uh, our money editors, a couple, as, as part of the part of the team, uh, the Saunders uh, here at Success, and so, anyways, that's a that's a it's a great space to choose and build a business in, especially to start at your age, because that is going to work for you tremendously. Is just by virtue of hanging around. I mean, that's pretty much like. I think a lot of a lot of what we've been able to do is just because we started so young and we've just been around, mm-hmm. even though I'm still in my 30s. It's like I've been around for 20 years. So you're doing you're doing great things. So I, I love that. I love that vision. So what what what's the biggest thing you're struggling with right now or like where where are you at and what what are you worried about? What's you know, what are you fearful of? Like what's got your attention? So I think like there's the three pieces I've been hearing that, you know, blogs and getting on other people's podcasts and I've started to do those, but it's, it's social media and I have Instagram. I feel like is more where my target is people who are like 24 to 31 in that age range of the millennials. And, you know, I have social media, Instagram, and then I have the podcast and then I have the coaching and the triangulation of getting the calls to action to feed each other is kind of is where it's not really working for me as much as I'd like it to be like people on my social media aren't listening to the podcast and the podcast is getting views via like outside branding and going on guests, but they're not going to my social media page. Right. And neither of them are feeding the coaching as much. That's more of like a separate business, almost getting, I guess, cold calling and figuring out people, friends of friends and stuff like that. Even though like it's Mm. plugged in the show, it's not all working together and I guess I don't know what kind of system to put in place there 
without over promoting on the podcast, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're doing a, a pod, uh, like a financial literacy podcast, like it's in the space of money. That's what you're talking about on your social. And then you're also offering financial coaching as your pri- like your service model. That's how you're making money. Yeah, that that's the main one. The podcast talks about more than just money. It talks about like health and mental health and you know, relationships and stuff like that, the five major categories. And so it's not only me. I have like guests on as well. But the coaching service product, if you will, is mostly on money because I feel like that's my biggest expertise. I thought about doing a little bit more on like physical health and gym and stuff like that, but I'm not a certified NASA instructor or anything like that. So I don't want to. I don't want to go that route just yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So basically you've got this kind of propped up, but just like the leads aren't flowing in yet. The money's not there from the marketing stuff. Um, And you, you, but you do have some clients, but you're saying they're coming from more of like, just kind of like cold calling and just personal outreach and that kind of thing. Yeah. It's not, they're not connected. It's, it's the coaching is coming from separate work efforts, if you will. Uh huh. Yep. Well, you, my friend, you are in need of something that we call the relationship engine. So this is, this technically is, uh, this is a part of our phase two curriculum that we talk about at Brand Builders Group. Um, the first phase is all about un- your identity and, and understanding your uniqueness, which I do think sounds like there's some area to work on because we're big believers that if you have diluted focus, you will get diluted results. And so the more clear you can occupy one thing and be dominant on one thing, the the faster you'll get traction. Um, and then you can always expand. Money naturally ties into lots of things. So I think that works well, but I you know, I would use money, especially if it's the back end of your business, which is like this coaching product. Mm-hmm. I would just talk through everything through the lens of money. So like pretend, um, you know, it's almost like if you're wearing glasses, you know, those are your lenses. Everything you see, the world comes through those lenses. So it's like, we're going to talk about relationships in, uh, as they, as they affect or are affected by money. I'm going to talk about health as it affects or is affected by, is affected by money. And, and, you know, I would choose a lens that, you know, that way people know what the show is really about. Um, Mm. and, um, but when it comes to, when it comes to driving leads from social, this, this is frustrating for a lot of people because I think what happens, right, Sammy is like, we, we see other people who have large followings and you know, you, every time you scroll through Instagram or whatever, somebody has a new ad with a new product showing you how to like make money online and make money mm-hmm. from social media and, and whatever. And then you actually set out to do it and you go, Oh, it's not as quite as easy as it sounded on, on the ad. Um, and it may, it sounds like maybe you're experiencing a little bit of that. Yeah, for sure. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, all right. So a couple things here, high, high level, high level. What I don't, what I want you to think about is not marketing and sales. I want you to think about trust. What we don't, what we hear a lot about these days are 
hacks and tools and technologies and platforms and protocols, a challenge launch, a summit launch, a, a webinar funnel, a, you know, driving people to Facebook. We hear about all of these tactics. And in reality, when, when it comes to buying and transacting with other people, it is, has always been, and I believe always will be, about trust. They have to trust you before they can buy from you. The reason why people, why, why more people aren't buying from you is because you don't have enough people who trust you. Either the people you have don't trust you or you don't have enough people who trust you. And mm -hmm. often it's both. You don't yeah. have enough people who also trust you. And so they don't buy from you. And so it's, it's not that there is a fix in terms of, oh, you built your funnel wrong, or you need a new platform, or you need a new tool, or whatever. Um, for most people, especially earlier in the career, it is, it is setting out to build trust, build reputation, um, build value. And, and I think a big mistake that a lot of younger people make like and when I mean younger it's not just age but newer people to the space is they are immediately just trying to like get money as fast as possible now some of that is necessary because you need it to pay your bills and to like fund your growth but what matters more than money when you're first starting out what matters more than revenue is reputation. Like you have to build reputation. Reputation precedes revenue. If I don't know about you, I can't buy from you. Mm -hmm. But also if I don't trust you, I can't buy from you. And so when people think of the online marketing or social media or you know, digital monetization, they think of it as like this vehicle to sort of sneak into people's pockets and like grab their wallet and take money out. The way that you need to think about it is, or, 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 or I would, I would, you know, suggest that the, what you should consider is going, how do I use these tools to automate trust, to create more trust, to scale trust, because that's the real value of the tool. The real value is, even though you and I are just meeting here for the first time, mm -hmm. you must have seen me somewhere on a video or a podcast or something. I, I don't know. You mentioned my TED, TED talk. talk. Yeah. How to uh, multiply okay. your time about delegation and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So somehow you found my TED talk, right? And then you watch the TED talk and there is a sense of trust. There's a, a sense of connection. There's a sense of like value. Um, mm -hmm. And from that, our relationship begins. But mm, I did that TED talk years ago. And so yeah. each additional person that watches it adds no time to my calendar. But it's like, I think of every piece of content that you create as like, an employee that you hire that is out there working 24 hours a day, just like a trust ambassador, just building value. And so my Instagram profile, every time I go on a podcast, all of those things are just these little snippets. It's like a little, you know, like a little shot of trust. It's like a little, uh, you know, sip of mm -hmm. trust or um, something like that. And so there, if you were fishing, 
those are like you know like the little kind of you know bait that you'd put on the hook is this little kind of sample or a lot of times we'll tell our clients um think of it as chicken on a stick like when you go to the whole foods you know or whatever Mm -hmm. they give you like a little piece of chicken on a stick that's your free content is it's like it's got to be so good that it automates trust and people want more and so we're always saying save the best for first when it comes to your content save the save the best for first because that's how you build reputation that's how you build trust and that's how you're going to get yourself a chance to sell to them but there's actually a there's a big step in between here and so what you have, like when we describe uh, this relationship engine, which I, I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, the relationship engine is an entire uh, digital ecosystem that we build around personal brands. And, and if you just follow my personal brand or any of the clients we work with, you'll see it at work. Um, but it's it's kind of hard to see to the untrained eye. But, but um, more or less, there's, there's three parts to it. There is sort of free sample content. And the goal of that free sample content is to drive people to something where they get more uh, a free substantive content, like a more structured piece. Mm -hmm. And then the goal of that is to drive them to become a customer. So in digital marketing terms, you could think of it as social media is like the free sample content. Mm-hmm. It's it's just little bites that you have out there that you put, and then you're trying to drive somebody to f- more free substantive content, which is a more dedicated process. Which um, and then and then that gives you the chance to sell them. So you kind of have the back end kind of quasi going here, like you've got a coaching right. offer, you're doing this, you're and you've got some of the front end stuff going with like social media and the podcasts. What you're probably missing or you you haven't talked about is this this substantive piece that's in the middle, which is an accelerated version of trust. Mm. Conceptually, that's what it is, an, an accelerated version of trust. Pragmatically speaking, this would be like a funnel. Um, and when you hear the term funnel... All a funnel is, is a series of emails with links on them that take you to pages that typically have videos that people can consume on their own time. But social media is very sporadic. You're occurring across a number of other things they're seeing. They happen in small, very bite-sized chunks, uh, you know, 60 seconds, 10 seconds, 30 seconds, two minutes, typically not long. And the goal is to bring them to an environment where they can have a longer interaction with you. Okay. Um, and, and typically the format for that is going to either be one long video or three short videos. Now, w- what's fascinating is you'll hear people teach this concept, this high level concept in many ways. Some people will build a webinar funnel, which is mm-hmm. one long video. Other people will do uh, like a video funnel, which will be typically it's like three videos. And then the fourth video is to buy. Other people will do a summit, which is uh, like, you know, maybe 10 or 15 or 20 shorter videos. And then throughout you offer calls to action to buy. Other people will do a lot like a challenge where it's like a five day or a seven day challenge, which effectively is the same as a video funnel. But it's typically done inside of a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Um, 
all of these different things are just new wrappers for the same concept, which is give people an ex- an accelerated experience with you in a way that you can over deliver. You can you can provide tons of value. Um, you know, you're automating trust there. So it doesn't really matter if it's a summit. We like if you go to uh, RoryVadenBlog.com, you'll see we have a summit funnel. Um, you'll also see that we have a, a a thing called the influential leader video free video course that's a video funnel um Mm -hmm. you'll see that we also have a training of me with uh one of our clients and friends lewis house it's one long hour training it's a video funnel, or it's a webinar funnel we use all of them um but because it doesn't so much matter what it is it just matters that people have a way to experience a kind of a controlled version but the power of a funnel is that you're you know, like in sales, which is where I come from, it sounds like you do mm-hmm. too. If you, you've been cold calling stuff, you understand like, Ooh, I can make a call. I can have a conversation. Then I can set an appointment. Then I can have a, ask some questions. Then I can do a presentation and I can like go from a stranger to a longer thing. Right. Digital marketing is exactly the same. Your podcast, your social media, those are just like those initial kind of touch points. The goal is to get them to a longer thing. Um, and then when you're selling coaching, uh, the, um, I mean, well, so, so anyway, so we could talk about how to actually sell the coaching and where that comes from, but at a high level conceptually, does that make sense? You've got like these three parts, kind of the front end, the middle, which is where the real nurturing happens. And then you got the sale on the back end. Yeah, no, definitely understand. I, I've, I was going to go against the webinar route because I just, I don't like that approach, but that three video approach likes, uh, it seems more in tune with my brand and what I like to do. And I can over deliver on that, I think a lot better. So I'm definitely sure. going to take a note of that and, and develop that middle piece because it's, it's right now only the back end or, or I guess the front end and the, and then the product. Yeah. You've it's got, you've got either side, you're missing yeah. the middle. Um, and then, um, and, and yeah, it can be a webinar. It could be a Facebook group. It can be a video funnel. Um, it, it, it you know, and now people are like going live, going live Mm -hmm. is the exact same thing as a webinar. (laughs) Like it's just, you didn't sign up in advance, but you know, if people are sitting there tuning in, um, and also by the way, speaking that the, the, all of these, we, we would call presentations. They're all just various forms of presentations, um, Mm -hmm. which we believe that the, the, you know, the fastest path for, from someone going from a complete stranger to a lifelong fan is a one hour world-class presentation. Um, one of our courses that we teach, which are for members only, but we have, we have 14 courses. One of them is called world-class presentation craft, and it is all based on crafting just this one hour, amazing experience where you're over delivering, over delivering because then you have a chance to sell. Um, and the other thing to note is that the value has to become first and then the money comes second. So mm-hmm. you provide value first before you get the money. And, and a lot of people try to do it the opposite. People say, give me money and I'll give you value. Right. You got to got to totally flip it. And I think you're, you're missing that, that middle part. So, um, you go, what, what awesome, 
And it doesn't have to be an hour long webinar. Like you're saying, it could be three videos, right? So you go, okay, do three, 10, 12 minute videos, but where you're really giving value, not where you're teasing, not where you're holding back, like, mm-hmm. uh, change their, change their freaking life. And, and even this, you should know uh, this about funnels, um, People lie about their funnel conversions, the way they lie about their golf score and the way they lie about their income and the way they lie about their company's revenue. In reality, most of the funnels, at least that we see on the back end for ourselves and for our clients, are going to be around like 3%. They're going to convert. So so if you have 100 people come inside of a funnel, only three of them are going to take action. Okay. Now you can get better. We, we get, we have some that are eight, nine, 10%. Um, we have some that are one and 2%, but like 3%. So what that means is 97%, you know, something like this, 97% Mm -hmm. of the people are going to not take action. What most people think of is they go, well, screw that 97%, right? Like, but what I, what I would want for you to do and to flip is to go focus on changing the lives of the 97% of the people who don't buy from you. And what will happen is that 3% will buy from you faster and they'll buy more and they'll refer friends and your 97% actually will become 95 or 90% because more of them will buy. So save the best for first, give it away. And, and a lot of times people have a fear like, oh, well, if I give everything away, why would they buy two things on that? First of all, in people don't pay for information people pay for organization and application people don't pay for information they pay for organization and application so even if you taught um everything you know um they would still need you they would still need you right like because they still need help applying all of it to their situation um the other thing is I could watch videos. I could watch DIY videos on homedepot.com or YouTube about how to make a deck, but I could do it for 10 days and, and still not be able to go build my own deck. Like I still mm-hmm. am going to need someone to help me with it, or I'm going to have to hire someone to do it. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. And then my other thing is if you can teach everything, you know, in an hour, you shouldn't be charging people to teach that. Like you should have, you should be, if you're charging, if you're building your personal brand around something, it should be something that you have such a depth of expertise and knowledge about. It would take days for you to teach everything that you know. Um, So anyways, I don't get the sense you're doing that. That's kind of for the value of everybody, but, but it's, it's almost like people pay you um, to hold their hand and kind of help them out. Right. They do. Yeah. So in general, that's the people don't pay for information. They pay for, for organization and application, especially mm-hmm. when you do one-on-one coaching, which is what we do at Brand Builders Group. We are a one-on-one coaching company. The company that my wife and I built and sold, uh, you know, it took us 12 years. That was an eight-figure coaching company. Like it was, it, we had other things that we did too, but the, but the largest revenue thing was we did one-on-one coaching. That's what we were known for. Well, um, so we know a lot about this coaching space particularly but even if you're selling a video course like people need the exercises they need the worksheets they need to see it not in 
a one hour piece, but it's like there's 10 hours to like learn this and I'm going to step you through it and give you the exercises and be there for question and answer and help you, you know, mastermind with a community and share leads and like all the things that come out of this value, um, that you provide. But, um, it's almost like people pay you in rears, not forwards. Um, so, you know, there's some bills that we pay every month in advance of the Mm -hmm. service we receive. Um, but there's a lot of bills that we pay in rears after we've received that service. Content marketing to me is a service that is paid in rears. It's more like if I want you to pay me a thousand dollars, we call this the rule of 10. So the rule of 10 is whatever price you're going to charge deliver 10 times that amount of value before you ask them to pay that price. So whatever amount you're going to charge, deliver 10 times that amount of value before you ask them. So if I'm going to ask you for a thousand dollars, my goal is that you would have received $10,000 worth of advice from me um, before that. Because that is the law of reciprocity. That makes it easy, right. easy for you to invest. Um, so those are a couple of things that are kind of like philosophically speaking. Um, and, you know, you have the front, middle, back. And I think you're, you're probably missing the middle, um, mm-hmm. which is very common because it, it takes time to do it. Um, and then the other thing is understanding the difference between soft offers and full offers. So... A soft offer is a call to action that does not include a credit card number. So Mm. anything that's like, like this post, hit subscribe, opt into my email list, check out my free training, hit share, hit save, um, tag a friend. Those are all soft offers. They are calls to action that do not require a credit card. Um, Then there are full offers, which are you are trying to get someone to pull out their credit card and sign up and put money into the machine without getting on the phone with you. Are you making full offers or soft offers about your coaching program on the podcast? Soft offers for sure. Okay. And what are you telling them? What do you say on your podcast? So whenever we go into a solo dive or if the topic comes up with a guest about something financially related, I've, I always have the plug on the show for my Instagram saying, you know, follow and send me an email if you have any questions about, you know, X topic. And we can go into that, even have a soft call to action about emailing in their questions. And I kind of do a Q&A every couple of weeks on that, like opening the email type box. Um, but then if it's at the end of the show, it's a recorded outro that has, you know, if you guys want to learn more and you want to achieve the financial independence, kind of how I did, and I was able to retire in six years in corporate and, and do this, then, you know, reach out to me and we can, we could start your coaching one-on-one type of plan and have a free 30 minute consulting strategy call to, to assess if, you know, we can work together essentially, because some people are just outside of the criteria zone that I'm looking for. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So great. So a couple, couple things here. So one, you mentioned this earlier and I do, I want to share this with you. Um, cross social pollination often doesn't work well. 
what I mean by that is if you're on a podcast and you're telling people to go message you on Instagram, like in my mind, I always thought, well, of course people have Instagram. Mm -hmm. Well, in reality, a lot of the people who listen to podcasts, they don't like Instagram. They don't use Instagram. People who listen to podcasts, listen to podcasts. People who are on Instagram, follow people on Instagram, but trying to get them to come over to your YouTube. It's something you should generally do. Like I want to let, let your fans know that you are on these other places, but most people typically mm -hmm. kind of consume like one or two places. And it's, and, and it's also like, we're not trying to move people from platform to platform to platform. What we're trying to do is move people from platform into your database. So you're trying to get them off the platform into your database. So if you don't have a database yet, like if you don't have all the tech, you know, the marketing automation and the CRM and all that stuff set up yet, um, the easiest way to do it is just email me, just give out your email because if I'm a podcast listener and the only way I can get a hold of you is on Instagram, now I got to go download an app I might not have or I have to update it because I don't mm -hmm. use it. Then I got to find you and I have to follow you and then I have to DM you and I have to know how to DM you. And when you respond to me, I also have to see it, which I may not even see it because I'm never on on that app. So what we, we're, we're not trying to move people from platform to platform to platform to platform. We're trying to move people from all the platforms uh, into, into the into the email, into your database. Okay. Or you could do text, but it's still typically email um, mm. and get them directly to you. So that's a thing that we learned that was it's painfully difficult to move people platform to platform and it doesn't really add value. Um, and um, the other thing is um, I would position your call as less of a, you know, request a call to see if you're qualified to work with me. And I would position that call to be somehow more valuable to them and not just position it, but actually do it, make it more valuable to them um, and go, okay, you know, so if, 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 if we can do a, a free, you know, wealth strategy planning call or something like that, now, now you can do it or, uh, you know, like you could call it a re whatever retirement strategies or, or something like that. And then you got to create a little process for something you can do on every call that does add value, like a lot of value to people mm -hmm. that also gives you enough time to, to vet out if, if they're, if they're a candidate. Now, one thing you can do is you could say, apply for a free wealth planning strategy call. And then they go through an application process and you build it and it kind of sifts out like who, who's a good fit for this and who isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can do some of that on the front end, but, um, again, how do you add value to that person? If that's your first interaction on the phone with someone, it's not that you can't sell to them. We do. We do it all the time. We've done it for years. But even on our first call, our goal is give them value. So whether they buy or not, make sure they walk away from that free call going, man, I just learned a ton. Um, and then that also puts them in a position of like, yeah, th these, these guys are the real deal. Like I've already learned so much between social media and then a podcast interview or a training or a funnel or whatever. And now a free call, like, yeah, I want to do this. Like, the, um, versus 
tease, 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 tease. We never give you anything. Um, so we're save, saving the best for first. So you might try changing that positioning. I, um, I would also make it very clear, like a very clear call to action. I would script that out and tighten it. You know, if you it's recorded on every show, but still it's like, Hey, this is what it's called. This is what you'll get on the call. This is who it's for. This is where you go to get it. And that's tight. Um, Mm -hmm. by the way, that's also what you're going to do on every podcast interview you go to, right? Like, like when people ask, um, you know, where do I go? We, at the end of a pod, we think of a podcast interview as basically a webinar. Like if someone mm-hmm. sat and listened to a 40 minute podcast interview, like they don't need to go through another one. So we're going to drive right. them t- to a free call. Um, and when you're selling coaching, that is a, the way we do it is it is always a soft offer and we drive to a free call. Ironically, soft offers are what you need to sell higher dollar things. Soft offers are much easier technologically speaking, right? It's just, Hey, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM, like whatever, fill out a form, Mm -hmm. but you can, you can sell higher dollar offers, but that's because they require a conversation. If you're going to do a full offer, which is something for a credit card, um, there's a whole different strategy there, which is you basically the, the first two parts are the same. You know, you have you give value, then do accelerated value, and then you're going to drive people to a sales page. Um, we use a format called the 15 P's for copywriting of what should be on a sales page. But that is absent a conversation. You're trying to make a full offer sale for a credit card. And typically, if you're going to do full offers when you're just beginning, you're going to want to keep that price point south of a thousand dollars. Um, cause it's not easy. It's mm-hmm. not easy to convert full offers despite what you see on, you know, the online ads are telling you it's quite difficult. So I, I like your model. I like giving value, driving people to free calls. And then I go, let's, let's create that intermediate step. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you can, now the reason why, um, you know, it's, and it's not that it has to be a webinar, but the reason why that, that works really well is because technologically speaking, you only have to record one video and get that one link delivered to that person. When you get into having three short videos, you now you have to, it becomes a little, you add a layer of complexity. It's got to come out one day, but it's not hard. And you can, you can, you could try all them. You also could deliver three short videos in one email mm-hmm. you know so it just depends on how much infrastructure you have and how good you are with marketing automation and who your team is and your vendors and how much you're paying other people to do it versus to do it yourself right no, that makes sense um but the other thing okay so so you know first of all you know reputation precedes revenue we're automating trust giving we're saving the best for first um, the other, the second thing is drive people directly to your database. Don't, don't drive them cross platform. Uh, and then the third thing that I would say is, you know, remember the dollars are in the DMS, the dollars are in the DMS. You don't sell on social, you sell in the DMS, Right. We don't even, we don't ever even sell on our, we don't sell on our podcasts. We don't sell on our blogs. We don't sell on our website. We don't even really sell on our email list. All of those things drive people to funnels, 
where they can then request a one-on-one call or we will engage with them in DMs and have a one-on-one conversation there. But when you're selling high-dollar offer stuff, you're going to want to um, have that conversation in DMs. And most people are feel like, oh, I'm too busy for DMs. Like this was me for, for so long. I was like, oh, I can't reply to every comment. Like I can't deal with the DMs. And it's like, well, I'm an idiot because those are the people that are raising their hand saying, I like you. I like what you're about. I want to learn more. And it's like, why are you even bothering being on social if you're not going to engage with the very few people you work so hard to get to engage with you? Um, So comment on those, move those to DMs. And then the goal of the DM is to move them to a free call. Um, And then on the free call is where you can actually, you know, get something done and you can you can sell. And early on, you're going to do all these free calls. And the goal of that is to create a process and a script Mm -hmm. so that. Once you're done it several times, you've got it recorded, you've got like a nice little talk track dialed in and you know what the conversion rates should be, what percentage of those calls should close, then you can hire someone to do it and you can spend more of your time driving more, um, more leads into the funnel. But you know, you're, you're, you have the right instinct of moving these people to one-on-one conversations. Okay. No, that definitely makes sense. I think, yeah, the cross-pollination is something that I was pushing too much for when everything should point downstream instead, like to the end product. It cuts yeah. out one funnel, if you will. Yeah, and, and we've also, you know, we've had friends and clients of ours who figured out, you know, like they're like, oh, I really want to grow my Instagram following. I'm going to go on a podcast tour and try to like drive people to go follow me on Instagram. And that doesn't work as well. What mm-hmm. works really well is to find people who have large Instagram followings and offer to go live with them. Right. And that's how you'll build the Instagram following because it's the audience likes to stay where they are. It's just like, you know, first law of physics, like inertia. People mm-hmm. like to do what they're already doing. Um, so, you know, offer that. And if they're ready to take the next step, make it a step towards doing business with you, not, you know, f- following you in another place somewhere else. Um, so we really like to offer, you know, direct to a free call, which is kind of the shortcut. And, and, and then, if not that, then come inside to this other funnel, this other kind of training sequence, whether, you know, it's a video funnel or webinar training or whatever. Um, and just create that accelerated trust. And then the goal of that thing is to drive a free call, like Mm -hmm. in in your case. Um, so I think you just got to provide sample value, accelerated value, drive a free call, deliver value on the free call and sell get that built. And then it's just about getting more people just growing your reach, um, and getting more people through there. And then your problem will come, you know, once you have 20 or 30 or 40 coaching clients, you'll be full and you're going to go, Oh shoot. Now I have a new problem and you'll either have to, you'll got it. You'll have to either get other coaches Mm -hmm. or you'll have to offer a, a digital, a digital scalable version of what you're doing, but it's all the same mechanics. It's just, moving moving people kind of gradually through automating automating trust sammy but man you can do it you're you're sharp and you're hungry and you're doing all the right things my friend appreciate it roy thank you man yeah and um if you want a free call you could do you with one of our strategists you could just shoot me a dm on instagram and i'll connect you with someone (laughs) on our team and you can do a free call with them and they could you could check it out i definitely will (laughs) 
definitely yeah, appreciate man. it. Um, well, we wish you the best. Keep us posted on your progress. And um, uh, yeah, you you can hit me up with questions wherever you could find me on social. But I hang out on Insta too, is where I I I most uh, hang out personally. And um, uh, you're you're going to be great, man. So just give your give yourself some time and just keep doing what you're doing, and it it'll work out. Appreciate it. Thank you for the kind words, man. Gotta love that conversation with Sammy because, man, I look at Sammy, I see so much of myself. Like in my 20s, uh, trying to help people and feeling the call and starting down that road. And, um, you know, it's just, there's a lot to figure out. There's a lot to this business. It's a changing world, it's a changing landscape. And uh, what I think, you know, as I think back on that conversation, there's three main tips for selling on social media that I think really come out of that. So the first is automating trust. So it's all about the way you think about it. You can't just think of online marketing as this way to reach into people's pockets and grab their wallet and like steal their credit card. People sense that and it's not the right thing and you won't feel good about it. They won't feel good about it and it just doesn't work. You got to think of it more as like focus on building fans more than you focus on finding customers. Focus on adding value. Save the best for first because your reputation precedes revenue. People have to know you, like you, trust you. And and the power of you know digital tools is that it is scalable. These are assets that can work for you to build trust when you're not even there. And so focus, focus on that and do that. Um, and make that your mindset is like, how do I give value and automate trust? The second thing is get people off the platforms into your database. Get, get your fans off the platforms and into your database. The goal isn't to move people from platform to platform to platform, especially because of the algorithms, right? When you post something on a platform, only a very minuscule percentage of people are going to see it anyways, because it's already reduced by the algorithm. So the last thing you want to do is create another obstacle or barrier for yourself by moving that person to another platform. That's just a lateral move. You want to move them closer to you. You want to pull them closer to you, which means pull them into your database. Um, I think, you know, the way that we described it in, in this interview with Sammy is accelerate trust. So, you know, you're using social media content to automate trust. And now what you want to do is you want to accelerate trust by bringing them into your database. And if possible, a, a more intensified experience with you, a one hour training, three short videos, a five day challenge, a two week summit, like whatever the, the mechanism is, doesn't matter so much as it does having them raise their hand, their digital hand by opting in to some free training that you have and then giving them more value faster so that you can move the sale faster along because the trust is moving faster along. So don't try to cross pollinate on platforms as much that, that you, you can do that also, but even, even so the way I would do that is I would take them off your platform onto your email list and then email them direct links 
to all your other social links. But it's if if you have a choice between moving them from your Instagram to also following your podcast, like or from you know Instagram over to Facebook, it's like versus getting them on your database. Get them into your database because then once they're in your database, you can push them to do every anything, and you're not at the mercy of the algorithms, right? You're you're in you're in control. So get people off the platforms and into your database. And then the third thing is the dollars are in the DMs. The dollars are in the DMs. Have private conversations. Engage with people who who give you comments and 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 you know build a little relationship there and then move that conversation to DM where you can ask them more intimate questions like what their goals are, what their future is, what their dreams are, what are they struggling with, what have they tried, what obstacles are they running up against and and then that opens the door to you saying, "Oh, well, did you know that I help people with that? Would you like to do a first call for free to see if I can add value and to see if we might be a fit to work together?" right? Like that's how it's done. If I had to capture all of this selling on social media is, is just like dating in real life. You don't walk up to a stranger and say, Hey, let's get married. That's, but that's what people do on social media where they immediately go, Hey, I'm on social media. Would you like to buy my thing? Well, of course it doesn't work. It's not because social media doesn't work. It's not because the platform doesn't work. It's because you have you have forgotten the, the, the fundamental foundational truths of the human psychology and building trust, which is you have to add value. You have to give first before you get. And, um, so you just, it's a relationship. It just like an offline relationship. It takes time. So give yourself permission for it to take time. It, it, it takes you showing up. So make sure you're showing up consistently make sure you're adding value, make sure you're making their life better. And then one day they might come to you and go, Hey, you know, I think, I think we should talk more. And then, you know, it, the relationship takes off from there. And now you have a first date. And so you have a first date and now you're off and running, but it's, it's the same. Like, don't think of it as, Oh, it's new and it's technological and it's social media. And, and it doesn't matter what the platform of the vehicle is. It's all human psychology, right? Which is, it's all, it's all the same. It doesn't, it doesn't change much. So Automate trust, accelerate trust, give value, save the best for first, um, give first before and you shall get later, my friend. That's what we got for you on this episode of The Success Line. Keep coming back, keep tuning in uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. If you would like to appear on The Success Line, head to success.com slash success line guest to fill out the application form. If you're enjoying the podcast, feel free to rate, review, and most of all, tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.